Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. Who's going to start this podcast? <laughs> you are. <laughs> I am. <laughs> So we're back with another review episode. This is for the movies that showed over Thanksgiving weekend. And Mm -hmm. they started out with a bang. So we're going to start out with a bang. Nine Kittens of Christmas. Yay! So as you know, and I'm sure most people know, this is the sequel to The Nine Lives of Christmas with Kimberly Sestad Mm -hmm. and Brandon Routh from like seven years ago. And Marilee is living in Miami, guys. I know. Dating <laughs> and someone And she's got else? a boyfriend. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And Brandon is now captain, not chief, but captain of the fire department. And mm-hmm. he's still kind of doing his thing solo. And... Yep. She goes back home for the holidays, and they are thrown together because of nine adorable kittens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how shocked were you about the boyfriend? I was really shocked. I mean, yeah, I had a. It was my first comment that I wrote down. I had a question mark and an exclamation point, and then she hits us with the zinger of. How her current boyfriend is the only man she's dated who's had more ambition than her. I was like, ooh, that's a diss on poor Brandon. (laughs) I know. But it ends up kind of being a diss on Miles because Miles is too committed to work. She, like, went the opposite direction. Yeah. Like, extreme. I didn't remember Brandon not being super ambitious. You know, like he remodeled homes and sold them. This is true. On the side while he was a firefighter. So I was kind of thrown for a loop for this. Now, granted, I did not watch the first movie for this one again. I meant to, but I didn't. So maybe I am not remembering these little details of him not being super ambitious. But it kind of threw me for a loop when she said that. So I I just Googled what's the definition of ambitious because <laughs> I was trying to make sure because my thought was, so here's the definition, having or showing a desire and determination to succeed. Maybe it's into tying into the part where he's kind of just happy being where he's at and not really mm-hmm. looking to move forward. He was definitely that way in their dating, in the dating relationships that he was in, like, oh, I don't want to get married, so I'm just going to date all these people that I don't see relationships with because then there's no expectation of it going further. And then he was content just being a firefighter, like not looking for that upward mobility into the promotions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he kind of second-guessed it on the chief, becoming chief, like uh, also. So maybe that's what she meant. But I was thinking of it more maybe... (laughs) I mean, obviously they she meant in his real like like career life, but in like love life, I was thinking maybe she was meaning like how he was comfortable kind of just being and not trying to move forward. Yeah, I think that's really what she was referring to, which I guess 
from just the first movie, you know, you only have so much time to get to know a person. So I don't know that I really would have caught that. Well, you know, whenever you watch these movies, you never expect a sequel. So when they end up together at the end, you imagine that they're together until the end, right? So to have the sequel and to hear like, oh, no, actually, like he just got comfortable in your relationship and he didn't want to ruin anything by, you know, proposing or asking you to stay. Because she was like, well, I'm going to go to Miami for my vet job internship. And he was just like, okay, and didn't go after her. Didn't like give her a reason to stay. Yeah. You know, didn't she say she thought he would fight harder for her? Yeah. So it made more sense once we like learned these things Mm -hmm. in this movie. So. I agree. It it hit you, it really caught me off guard at first and I actually feel like they didn't do a great job of laying the base work down initially for that surprise cuz you actually don't find out about like we were 2 years into it and he had no desire to get married, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever until like almost the end of the movie. Like you were in the second half of the movie at least. Yeah. So I don't feel like they, it was not well written in that way. And I have lots of comments on the storyline. <laughs> oh dear. But, um, but yeah, I didn't think they laid that out very well. And then yeah. it was kind of like one of those issues that you have to kind of find out later that you didn't know was an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like in, mm-hmm. in there, but they're usually in movies where you don't know people. So not knowing everything about the person and why they might be acting a certain way makes sense in movies where you don't know the people. It doesn't make as much sense in movies where you do know the people. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so what are your storyline things? I'm curious. Well, first, I appreciate that they didn't replace Queenie. So her cat from the first movie died. Right. Um. So, so you were- I- glad they didn't get another cat that looked like Queenie and just called her Queenie. Right. Which I heard somebody say that they thought Ambrose was replaced and I didn't, but I don't know. I could be wrong. But Well, I thought the kittens would be Ambrose and Queenie's. Even if they'd broken up, I thought somehow like they'd snuck. Because you know those cats are kind of mischievous. So I could have seen them finding each other even though their owners were separated. And oh yeah, having kittens, but that's not the case. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I just appreciated the fact that if the cat died in real life, they didn't replace the cat. They wrote her off the story because that seemed like a real life thing that would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, there were good moments about when like they talked about Queenie. That, that I is thought true. Were good like emotional, you know. Yep, bonding kind of things. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. And it also kind of helped set the pace for how things fell and how they happened, which is another comment that I have. I have lots of comments on, it's been seven years, but they wrote a lot more years into this difference. Because how old was that girl who was not in the first movie and the sister was not pregnant in the first movie? Oh, okay. So that's something else I forgot because I thought they wrote less years into this movie. I thought it had only been five years because that's what they kept saying, five years. 
Okay. So this is what I have from, I took notes because I watched it through one time and didn't take any notes. And then I watched it back through to make notes. But um, the movie was seven years ago, the original one, right? Mm -hmm. It said Queenie died four and a half years right after moving. The daughter, they talked about, oh, you remember him? You were only three when we broke up. So she moved at four, four and a half years ago, but the daughter was like three at the time. So that puts it mm-hmm. at seven and a half years. But they were two years together and she wanted more and he liked the things that things the way that they were. So then that doesn't equal three either or technically four because you got to count 10 months worth of pregnancy in there. So hmm. I didn't think they did good. They didn't work hash that out. <laughs> They didn't work out the timeline very well. No. And just hoped we looked over it. See, that that's just funny that you, I mean, you like added this stuff up, but you thought it was more time than it should be. And they just kept saying that five years and that's what stuck with me. And I was like, they tried to shorten it to make them younger. So obviously I, there was a disconnect here with their I, time. Well, I think they broke up five years ago is what I think happened. And she, and it, Queenie died four and a half years ago, which would have been six months after moving. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that wouldn't equal the five months and the four and a half that, that, I mean, the five years and the four and a half, I think that equals out. It's just, I felt like the daughter was too old Yeah, for the seven year timeline. The daughter I thought was like maybe seven, maybe eight could have probably mm. been potentially nine. I don't know. I just figured that she was in the first movie and I just didn't remember her because she was supposed to be young and she probably didn't feature very much because she didn't matter. Nope, she was not in the movie at all. I and I watched the one right before. I don't remember there being a daughter. And they also had four dogs. What happened to their four dogs to be able to take in eight kit- nine kittens? <laughs> okay, who had four dogs? The the couple, the sister. She's like, "Well, I I would let you." Okay, in the first movie. She says, I would let you move in with us, but the four dogs just wouldn't react well. And she goes, you have four dogs? I thought you only had three. She's like, yeah, but we got another one. Well, maybe they all were older Died in dogs. the seven years. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they were big dogs that. that have a l- l- lower, like, lifespan. <laughs> Man. See, I didn't even, I'm like, dogs? What's she, what's she talking about? So I don't think most people would have caught that. <laughs> okay. Another thing most people would not have caught. Harriet was allergic to cats in the first movie, which is the reason he couldn't take Ambrose home. Who is Harriet? Harriet is Sam's wife, the police chief's, I mean, the fire chief's wife. Okay. I did not remember that she was allergic. So that, I didn't even catch that either. I yelled at the television. I said, she's allergic. She can't have a cat. And my brother goes, so they fixed it in this movie. (laughs) Well, maybe she, don't they have medicine for that? I mean, I don't know. I'm allergic to cats, and I'm really allergic to cats. Now, ma- maybe she's like me, and I'm allergic to dogs, but dogs are worth it. So I have my dogs anyway, but I'm I'm much mm-hmm. more allergic to cats than I am dogs. I couldn't I couldn't suck it up with a cat. It would be miserable. So maybe it's like well, that. Maybe she's like me. She thinks it's worth it. I'm thinking that is the case. I just thought she was kind of funny because they had this, like, storyline going on with her and her husband, because, you know, he wants to retire or whatever. And 
I, I don't know. It, it felt like there were issues, like problems in their relationship because he's a- away from home so much that uh-huh. the that the movie wanted to explore, but they weren't the focus of the movie and they didn't have time to explore. But I did think they were interesting and cute. Like this, they just had one scene with a couple and he goes in to try and kiss her and she pushes him away and she's like, where's all this confidence coming from? Like, why are you trying to <laughs> kiss me? And I just laughed. I'm like, oh, what's going on in their marriage? What's happening? Yeah, I really, I really liked them as a couple. And another part that I really liked, this was not about them as a couple, but Sam says this to Zachary. He says, I've been married for 30 years happily. I wouldn't have been either of those things if I didn't cop to my mistakes. Mm, yeah. And I was like, if that's not good advice, I don't know what is. Yeah. He was very wise. <laughs> yep. And Zachary needed his advice. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like his father figure mentor person. Yeah. So I have one random thing that I put on here. Did you notice okay. the cake? What about the cake? It looked delicious. <laughs> Probably the best promo because it was for the Daisy Sour Cream, and it was like a sour cream cake. Oh, yeah. I noticed the Daisy Sour Cream Cup for product placement. Yeah. Yep. It was a product placement, and that cake looked so good. I was like, I that was way better than any other of the product placements I have seen. It did look really nice. And then they did a Ford truck product placement, too, where they panned across the front, Ford, you know, <laughs> and then the nostalgic red truck. I'm like, ooh, we have a double whammy in this movie. Yep. Uh, my random comment is, so they're trying to get these nine kittens homes, right? And so they write these poems for flyers to get to like talk about what the kittens are like, to get people interested. And so she reads her poem, and she has like a she has a weird second line, and you're expecting it to rhyme on like the fourth line, like a regular rhythmic poem, and she doesn't rhyme at all. And I was just like, this is the most awkward, like, this isn't cute now. It was so right. I was like, why can't it rhyme? (laughs) I don't know. That was funny because I actually wrote down something from that same scene, but it was about his, which was like, (laughs) not good at all. And she's like, he's like, yeah, this picture looks like a mugshot. And she's like, yeah, it looks like your cat went to the DMV. I just thought it was funny because she's reading it and he's like, housebroken. And she's like, oh, maybe. <laughs> and like going through each thing, like, eh, is it really? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was cute. It was, it was cute. cute. And then since we're on the kittens, uh, they were adorable. They were in like every scene in the movie. No mm-hmm. one was ever kitten free. I think I loved when they found the kittens in the trees scenes the most. Oh, yeah, that was cute. I just. Whenever kittens are in trees, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. Now, do I want full-grown cats in the tree? No, because they knock the whole thing down. And thankfully, mine just likes to lay underneath and look at the lights. So I don't have that problem. But (laughs) the kittens in the tree, really cute. Really was cute. Now, I got a question for you, though. Which cat would you have picked? Um, I've always wanted an orange one. So whatever name the orange one was. Although two Rudolph orange ones. with the white nose was cute. Rudolph was well, cute. I'd probably I'm... take two orange ones then because they need a bonded pair. Yeah. 
I would have totally gone with the bookstore cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to have an orange cat. He was kind of mean. Um, we think that he was like abused or something before we got him because he would just randomly attack people with white socks on. Like he maybe somebody mm-hmm. kicked him or something when he was little. But I've always wanted a silver tabby. So that little bookstore cat is so cute. Oh, it was sweet. And then I also wrote down a quote about the kittens. Okay. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard. So they're at this bookstore cafe trying to get the kittens adopted. It's attractive firefighter men and re- book reading women together. <laughs> and this guy is holding this cat. And uh, Kimberly Sestad's character comes over and she's like, there's nothing a woman likes more seeing more than a man holding a cat unless it's a kitten. <laughs> I'm like, it's so true. <laughs> and was this guy Paul Campbell? It wasn't Paul Campbell, oh. but he was there. He was definitely <laughs> there. To him, but he was there. I was like, Paul Campbell. That was a great one. I think that they've probably gotten so much feedback this season. I would be surprised if they don't start trying to do this more. Well, another movie we're going to talk about had another cameo too. So I feel like there's more coming this season. And I I feel like they are going to continue into next year because everybody does love them. They're just nice surprises. Well, and like this one, I thought Paul Campbell was a big surprise because he wrote two movies, but neither one of this wasn't either one of them. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, a real surprise. I mean, not that, you know, like... Tyler in Andrew's movie wasn't a real surprise. That definitely was a surprise too. But it's like if if um, Paul Campbell had been in An Unexpected Christmas, which is the one he helped write, it's not as surprising as just showing up in Nine Kittens of Christmas, you know? See, I didn't think it was like super surprising because him and Kimberly did that wedding movie last year. Well, and they did the Christmas by Starlight and last year, Christmas too. by Starlight, yeah. So but, they've been in a couple and have a good rapport, so it didn't surprise me as much. I just thought it was surprising because it's not like it's not like he was working on this at all. You know what I'm saying? That's why mm-hmm. I thought it was surprising. But I yeah. agree. They do work, do a lot together, and they wrote Christmas by Starlight together, so they're good friends. I'm going to go through some of these really quickly. I liked when he was talking to the daughter, Sam's daughter, and he's like, they... Um, has the eagle landed? She's like, sorry, I don't speak old movie. <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. <laughs> they did the Christmas tree test again. Yep. And they're both picking the perfect tree. At the same time. And she claims it. And then she says, the next time you find the one, you won't drag your feet. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I'm like, ooh, another zinger. <laughs> that was She like, got him good a lot. She did. Um, I really appreciated that he invited her to decorate the tree. Like she was like, "Oh, that's so nice of them to invite me." And he's like, "No, that was me." I know that was sweet. And then she kissed him. Ooh, their mid kiss where they just grabbed each other. I was like, "Ooh, that was good." And you can have that when they've like known each other before and dated before. Whereas if it's like this couple that just met, it may be yeah. a little like. Eh, too fast for the Hallmark fans, right? Right. It's not too fast for me, but. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't believe he didn't stop her. I mean, I know it's because it's written that way, but still, dude. I know. That's just who he is. So. (laughs) Yeah. He's got this problem. 
Another part that I did not like the way it was written was he sees her talking to Miles outside because Miles flies across the country to see her because they broke up while she was there because he was like, oh, I can't come. I've got to do this and blah, blah, blah. And so he ends up showing up at the thing and they're outside talking. This is not one of those instances where you look on and you think, oh, they're reconciling. They very clearly were not reconciling. They looked sad, you know, like this wasn't a happy, I I wrote it, I wrote that down too. Like, how could he think that there's something going on here or that they're happy together when this is a clearly sad, disappointing conversation of like, goodbye? (laughs) Yes. I did not like the way that that was written. Um, I will say that how how unrealistic is it that her cat threw the phone and his cat answered the phone? It was super unrealistic. However, I thought it was really Mm -hmm. cute. (laughs) Especially Ambrose (laughs) answering the phone. I liked Ambrose answering the phone better than Duchess throwing the phone because the throw of the phone was so unrealistic. Yeah. She could have just swiped it out of the purse, but literally she Mm -hmm. threw it four inches. Cats don't have thumbs. (laughs) That was kind of wild, but I rolled with it because... I thought that was a cute scene and it it didn't annoy me as much because normally this kind of, oh, I see you with someone else and then I'm just going to leave kind of thing kind of annoys me. Like if you just talk to the person yep, and they were already kind of reaching this point of like, I know it's pretty stupid that I just left <laughs> when I saw her talking to this guy and they were already kind of coming to the realization like this probably wasn't the smartest thing and I need to talk. And then the cast just helped them. So I liked it. Okay. My last thing is about outside of his house. So he takes her and Rudolph to go see this family who's interested in buying him or adopting adopting him. And they show up at his house and she realizes that it's his house. And he pulls out of his pocket a caller. And I was yep. like, you better not disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I was like, I knew what you were doing anyway. I knew you were going over there, but I thought you were going to start with the engagement, but you started. And I was like, you better not disappoint me. And then he didn't. No, he it didn't. Was it was really cute. It was really cute. Was that the same house as the original that he was no. remaking in the Okay. It kind of no. looked the same to me though. It was a it was similar type of house. Porch. Yeah. He said that he bought he had just bought that house to redo it some at some point in the movie. But I will say Stephanie, I feel like you and I <laughs> What did we say in our preview and it was like I mentioned the engagement at the end and you said something and it also happened in this movie. I feel oh, like we called no. this one. Oh, I, I think I said it was something about him not proposing. Yeah. Like he wouldn't. That's what it was. They broke up because he wouldn't commit or one of oh them wouldn't gosh. commit. So we were we so good. <laughs> Our Hallmark movie will be coming to your television sometime in the future when we can get hallmark to pay us (laughs) when we can actually like get together and actually write this story 
because we have yep. so many ideas. We do. And then, you know, writing the story is only the very, very small part. <laughs> uh, one of these days. All right. All right. 25 minutes in, I guess we better do writing. I knew this one was going to okay. be long. I had like so many comments. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the other ones will be short. All right. So let's rate this movie. Okay. For setting, I'm going to give it a five because oh. I know it's a really high uh, setting rating, but I really loved the chief's house. It was like very pretty from the outside with the black and white. And then all the Christmas decorations is very pretty in the inside. And then I like the firehouse. So I gave it a five because I just basically, cause I love those two things. Good job. I gave it a three. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, I've already seen this stuff house? before. I mean, I liked it. I liked it all, but it was not like, I guess I could maybe give it a four. It wasn't Oregon and I do love Oregon. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I know. Okay. All right. For style, I give it a four and there is one style item I'm going to mention and it was her coat which was black, but on the inside of the collar were these snowflakes embroidered on it. And I just thought that was such a cute wintry coat to have snowflakes on the inside of your collar that everyone could see. I did not notice this at all. She and wore I it multiple it twice. times. I didn't notice it. Uh, that does sound cute, though. I did write down the green dress. I gave it okay. a four, but... I will have. I do have to say, I did not love the engagement ring. I thought it was unique because it was. It doesn't have like an actual gem on the top of it, like normal. It's just a. I don't even know what they're technically called, but just flat, like an like eternity a, band kind of thing. Yeah, it's got with stones the around diamonds the side. embedded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't love it, but that's okay. I don't have to love right. it. I'm not the one who's getting married. <laughs> No, you're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Storyline, I'm going to give it a four as well because I like, basically because the kitten cuteness factor, I like getting them all homes and we get to see all these kittens. And I'm glad they continued the story. Yeah, I gave it a three and a half only because I felt like the timeline continuity thing was an issue for me. I would have given it a four had they worked that out ahead of time. Mm, yeah. It w definitely was and not as good, though, as the original. But it was not bad. No. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. Obviously, the things are never really as good as the originals. Right. But it wasn't, like, terrible or not worth doing, in my opinion. You yep, know? I agree. Okay. And then Christmas trees, I give it a four. Me too. There's a lot of pretty decorations and everything. And it's a love. It's a love, guys. Ooh, we love nine kittens. All right. So that's our pick, guys. You get Those four really reviews weekend, today. Actually. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> I know. Okay. So the next movie we're going to review is the one everyone picked. This was literally... Okay, I have to say this. So on our votes on Instagram, it came down to an unexpected Christmas or the Christmas contest with Candace Cameron Bure and a hundred percent picked an unexpected Christmas, which I, surprised me. I don't think at the I don't think it so was. At the end. 
was he it posted it was oh. 100 yeah okay but but this surprised me until today when i talked to jen shout out to jen hey. who watched the movie apparently did not like it like at all and she loves candace and apparently other oh. people didn't care for it either so maybe the previews were off or something and people are just like i'm not here for it and that's why it was 100 percent on an on unexpected christmas i haven't watched it yet so uh, or i haven't watched a christmas contest yet so i don't know I haven't watched that one yet either. I will say, I think what threw Unexpected Christmas over was the combo of Bethany Joy Lynn's and Tyler Hines together. Because mm. we know like, both of them. Yeah, and they're both really good. I think they're both really great at delivering lines, and I feel like together you expect it to be a really good movie. John Brotherton, mm-hmm. if you know him from Fuller House, then you know him from Fuller House, but he's kind of... He's a Hallmark newbie. So yeah. I, I, you don't really know maybe what to expect on that because you just don't know him as an actor, potentially. Um, but and they did I have think, him host. They had him host Thanksgiving with Candace during the did. showing. And I so, fast forward through all that. <laughs> so did I. But maybe <laughs> other people who can't fast forward saw him and were like, eh, I don't know if I care for him. But... I will watch the movie. I just wanted to say, like, it's funny that Candace didn't get even one vote. Yeah, I plan on watching it, too. I just haven't watched it yet. All right. Enough about that. An Unexpected Christmas. Tyler Hines, Bethany Joy Lenz, written by Paul Campbell. What a wild ride. (laughs) Guys. This movie was funny. It's about Tyler and Bethany used to date. He broke up with her two and a half months ago. They run into each other in his hometown, and he hasn't told his family that he broke up with her. So she's staying with him, pretending to still date him, and hilarity ensues. I felt like this was the five-star Christmas of last year. Because... I can see that, yeah. It was like hijinks, and that's how I felt about five-star Christmas last year. (laughs) It was a lot of physical humor, which I liked. Uh, what I didn't like though, which was kind of like five star Christmas, although I don't remember feeling this strongly during that was how chaotic the talking over each other and like fast talking this movie had. It kind of got to be too much at times where you didn't understand what anyone was saying. So you were like missing some of the funny or witty, you know, comments because they were all just talking over each other, talking so fast. And I know that's part of, like, the family and the comedic stuff, but sometimes it was a little too much for me. I didn't feel like that was necessarily too much specifically, but I did feel like the family was overwhelming at parts. Um, Mm -hmm. So I could see where you would get that. And I I really was like, there is not one person in this family who's kind of chill. Everybody is Except the grandma. The grandma even still was like, I don't know. I thought she was calm because she had a conversation with Tyler later in the movie. And I just thought it was interesting because normally the grandmas are the wildest of the bunch in these movies. And yet she was kind of the calmer, (laughs) grounded one of the family. But she also wasn't in it a ton. She was not. That's true. So maybe, I don't know, maybe she's a little crazy. What else you got? 
I have Balsam Hill product placement. <laughs> I didn't even notice this. I just assume that's he, in every movie. Very, <laughs> well, it almost is. But in the very beginning of the movie, he's like walking out of his apartment and he sees this Balsam Hill box of ornaments on a table and he's just like, opening it up, picks one ornament and puts it on the tree and just smiles and then walks out. <laughs> yeah, I did notice I like, that scene. You. I just don't think I realized the Balsam Hill part, but yeah. It was just so random. I was just like, okay, Balsam Hill, you you do what you got to do. And then the other random thing was in exchange for pretending to be Tyler's girlfriend still, he agrees to help her with her like business campaign for his town, which is why she was even there. Because originally the spokesperson for her was going to be Jackie Joyner Kersey, an Olympic runner, I'm pretty sure. Yep. That was the most random like celebrity guest. Like why did they choose Jackie Joyner Kersey? I don't know. I and she was in it on a FaceTime. It was really yeah. weird. It was awkward. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, this is, I mean, maybe that's where, is that like a, like, is she from Illinois? Is that maybe why? I mean, maybe she is, but I feel like there's, I mean, there's a ton of other famous Illinois athletes. I mean, good for her. I have nothing against her. I just thought it was really random. Well, I guess if you're a Jackie Joyner Kersey fan, watch this movie. For the, for the five seconds she's in it at the beginning of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. She was born in East St. Louis, Illinois. Okay. So, yeah. Perhaps. She's probably not from this fake town, but. Well, is Fulton? I feel like there is a Fulton, Illinois. I don't know. It probably, I mean, they obviously weren't filming there, actually, but I feel like there's got to be a Fulton, Illinois. It sounds familiar. I'm sure. And I say familiar because I have family in Illinois, so. (laughs) Well, I feel like there's a Fulton everywhere. This is true. Okay. That's a tangent. So much. So. Uh, going back, let's see. I actually didn't write a lot of notes for this because I was watching it. Um, but I liked that we had another cameo in here with Andrew Walker. That was fun. Uh, he, he just walked into a bar and accidentally ran into Tyler and walked off. But still. Did you know... That he is married to Tyler Hines' sister. <gasps> I didn't know that, that she was his sister. My mom are told me t- this. Are you serious? I'm totally serious that I think that this is true and they are brother-in-laws. <sighs> no. What? How come I never see, like, whenever I go through Andrew's Instagram feed sometimes to see his family, which sounds creepy, but isn't creepy. I never see Tyler on any of the photos. Like, well, maybe, maybe it's not true. My mom told me this, so she could be a liar. Why would your mom make this up, though? I don't know. Maybe she confused him. Maybe she got people confused. (laughs) That's what I would think. I need to go to Andrew's wife's Instagram and see if she shares anything about Tyler. That's what I need to do. All right. Well, this you guys can fact check us and message us on Instagram and let us know if that's not true. Yeah, you can. Or if my FBI agent's listening in, uh, send me a note. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Anywho. 
Uh, we also had another shooting star in this movie. This we is sure what, did. the third one this season? Fourth one? I don't even uh, know. Well, there was two in five minute, five more minutes, so. And then we had one in Christmas Together with You. So. Yep. We have a lot of stars. Oh, my gosh. We have a lot of shooting stars. We have a lot of stars and cameos. Oh, and we got a lot of stars, famous singers in these movies that we're talking about today. Ooh, we (laughs) do. My gosh. We're like on it today, man. Okay. What do you have to say, Carrie? I have, I have wrote down several funny parts. Okay. Okay. I loved her boss. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought he was so funny. Like just, he was like, you know, you're going to want to, you know, with her being late, I thought maybe he was going to get onto her. And then for them to have such a good rapport, I was like, okay, I like this. And this is the second time I've seen him this season because he was in the GAC movie with Rakaia Bernard. She was, he was her dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Mm-hmm. This is a better movie than that one. Just going to throw that out there. I agree. I agree. I loved that she... Smacked the cookie out of his hand. <laughs> yes, Jen mentioned that scene too. It was so funny. He took sleeping pills to go to sleep after she told him that she wanted to be out of the house early because their family was going to do breakfast. She specifically told him. <laughs> and he is laying off of the screwed up bed on the bean bag with the doll with the teddy bear in his face. <laughs> and looking like a teenager. And she Wakes him up with a glass of water to the face. Yeah. This was so funny to me because my dad, when we were little, he would wake us up by dripping water on our faces. And so my mom told my brother to go wake my dad up one time. And my brother dumped a whole cup of water on his face. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So this was definitely a very funny thing for me. It was funny until because she she dumped it on his face and then she kind of like fell into his lap. And started talking super fast about, like, you said you're going to wake up early. And then you told them about my scuba diving, like, all this stuff. And it was funny, but then it was, like, slow down. I know you're talking in this space specifically for the comedy, but just slow down a little bit so I can understand what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, I liked that part. That didn't bother me at all. Did you understand everything she was saying? Yeah. Okay. Did you not watch Gilmore Girls? Uh, I watched episodes of Gilmore Girls. Oh, I, I, I've seen all the Gilmore Girls a few times. So I feel like that's prepped me for this movie, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I like a little slower pace. I thought it was hilarious when they brought the mistletoe on a fishing pole. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> like, here comes this little mistletoe in between Tyler and Bethany <laughs> And it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> that was hilarious. And they gave a real kiss, too. I know they I did. I mean, they couldn't fake it because the parents were there watching. Well, but they couldn't fake it either because they still have feelings for each other. They still love each other. I liked that this one wasn't, because normally it's like we broke up two years ago or five years ago. But this was literally only like two and a half months ago. It was a very fresh breakup still. That is true. It was it was not a long gap. And she had just started to kind of get over him. Mm-hmm. And he was still dealing with his issues of feeling not worthy. And it was an interesting storyline. It was definitely 
different, I felt like. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that, you know, normally we always have a side character find love, but I feel like they gave his sister a little bit more like good background backstory and then like had her get with his friend who she hired him. So I liked their storyline too. And again, it's like diversity, which they're really working on this year. So I appreciated that too. Yeah, they did a good job, I thought, with her storyline and Mm -hmm. um, the son and stuff. Although I was kind of surprised because I felt like she had not been to the town that they lived in for whatever reason when they talked about it. And then, but everybody knew her in the family. Yeah. Like she had a secret handshake with the nephew. Well, she was close with all of them. I don't know. I know. I just wasn't expecting it because for some reason I thought she said she had never been there to meet them. She said she had never been there for Christmas. Oh, okay. 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 I just misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. My last funny thing that I have to say is uh, somebody said, I didn't write down who said it, so I don't remember, but it said I'd have a better time finding romance at the bottom of a cereal box. (laughs) The sister said that, I think. I remember that too. Uh, it does feel that uh, way. Yep. Yeah, I don't even eat cereal. So. <laughs> so you see how good my chances are. Womp womp. <laughs> oh, they're terrible. Okay. Were you worried she was going to fall in the fountain when she was running around it in heels on yeah. the edge of the fountain? I thought someone was falling into this fountain and then no one did. And I was super impressed. And then they danced afterwards, which was sweet. Yes. They just had a lot of really cute moments, and their kiss at the end was really good, too. I was like, ooh. I agree. It was, And I actually wrote down on the kiss at the end, I was like, he, he does the perfect hand on the face. Like, <laughs> I was just like. When you start writing these things, the perfect hand on the face, Tyler. I could pretend like I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. I'm her. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you're both of boy. them. But it was a good message at the end, too. Just about, you know, you're worthy of love as you are. You don't have to be perfect to be loved or be at a certain place, you know. So I appreciated it. And I did write down a quote associated with that. Oh, okay. What's your quote? Because I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> but it said, the pursuit of perfection is a road, a road paved with disappointment. Life is messy. It can't be perfect. Enjoy the beauty in the mess. Mm, yeah. That's a good one. Good job, Paul Campbell. <laughs> also, who has funnel cakes at Christmas? Because I'm kind of here for this. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I like it too. I like that idea. Speaking of Paul, this is random, very random, but the whole time I was, I don't know if you probably didn't think this, but I, I like to go back into people's backstories and imagine their real lives, but every time Tyler did something sweet or said something sweet or about like his feelings for Bethany's character, all I could think was Paul wrote this and like he probably experiences this for his wife and it just makes me all like melty and like, Oh, like this is so cute that he has these feelings or he came up with this and he's probably like, ha ha. I'm just a cynic. And <laughs> I just know what you people <laughs> like, 
but my uh, that's where my mind goes. I was like, oh, he wrote this, and then him and his wife. That is sweet. I definitely did not think that at all. <laughs> well, you know. All right, you got anything else that doesn't fit into Mm-mm. scores? No. Okay. All right. Okay, so now we are ready to rate it. So for setting, I'm giving it a four because it was just really pretty. But I also like that Tyler's sister had a she shed. That was amazing. I did like that too. And it was voice activated. Yes. And she's like, <laughs> turn on Becca's she shed. And then the Christmas lights would come on. The music would come on. I'm like, this place is awesome. And Tyler was really funny when he was just vegging out in there under a cover drinking she's wine like, <laughs> in the dark. You're in the dark alone. <laughs> uh, he's so emotional. <sighs> um, I gave it a four also. Okay. I thought it was Woo-hoo. I liked it. For style, I gave it a five because I love Bethany's hair. And really in every movie she's in, I love her style. Everything she wears is always so pretty and like put together. I love it. I gave it a four, but I could agree. I have two comments though. Her blue dress at the beginning, I loved that outfit and I love a knee-high boot. So the combo, I was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And is it just me? Or did Tyler lose weight and get really in shape? Uh, he might have lost weight. I feel like he always looks kind of thinner when he doesn't have his beard, like, on his face. Well, I noticed he was wearing maybe, like, a yellow mustard gold whatever sweater at one point, And you could see his muscles underneath of his sweatshirt sweater. Well, he's always had those. Maybe they just went down a size on his things this year. Maybe it's because he's not wearing that oversized, he wasn't wearing that oversized sweater cardigan thing that he always wears. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he wears this, that same in every single movie he's in. I think it was in this movie, too. I just feel like he's but. always, like, in shape. Because he's in other things that aren't Hallmark, where he's shirtless, and, like, he's in shape. <laughs> oh. Well, I have not seen him in other things and he other does, than Hallmark. And- I'm just talking about Jen a lot. She just, we talk about Tyler a lot. <laughs> I know she's not listening and thinking I'm a creeper. Um, but she, he like shares videos of himself working out. And she sent me videos before. I'm pretty sure he's like in gray sweatpants, which you know is a thing um, with guys, period. But anywho, that's, that's what I, I don't know that this is a thing. Gray, gray sweatpants with guys? I mean, they're gray sweatpants. Oh, you innocent child. You know what? That's good that you don't know. <laughs> I guess we need to have this conversation later. <laughs> My innocent summer child, Carrie. <laughs> oh, I'm man. the one who's not the romance novelist, guys, if you can't tell. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no. If you were part of Bookstagram, you would understand this more. But it's not a strictly Bookstagram thing. It's like, it's beyond but anywho okay well we'll talk about it later anyway (laughs) storyline i gave it a five because i just really liked it and i liked all the like emotion meeting messages and stuff i gave it a four i really liked it too but i felt like the part that i didn't love 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 was I don't know. I think it was around him breaking up with her because he felt like her career was going somewhere and he was not. 
I wanted to be like, get over it, man. Grow up. But I mean, I feel like that's like real life. And he did eventually get over it. He can't be perfect and already be like, oh. I mean, isn't he though? (laughs) He's playing a character now, Carrie. His character's not perfect. (laughs) My bad. I was talking about real life. (laughs) I know. I just didn't really, I don't know. Something didn't sit exactly right with me. So that's the only reason I didn't give it a five. Okay. Well, Christmas trees, I also gave it a five. But let me hear what you said, Carrie. I gave it a four. I knew you were. <laughs> I gave it that's a four across the board. <laughs> I knew you were going to give it a four. Man, something's off when I'm giving higher scores than you. I don't know. I gave it a love, though. So okay, I. I gave it a love. I did love it. <laughs> Yay, another love. Oh, man. All right. That concludes the Hallmark movies that we watched this weekend that we're going to review even though there was a ton of other ones. Now we're on to Lifetime. Yes. Starting with Reba, which was my pick. Mm-hmm. Reba's Christmas in Tune. And Reba used to be married to, even though she's technically still married to, John Schneider. And they, um, their daughter is trying to put on this uh, thing for the troops to raise money for something. And I'm doing a great job at this description. And she's getting her parents <laughs> back together. <laughs> Matchmaking. So I don't have a ton of comments for this one. I only have like five. Uh, But I did like this movie. So let's just start off with, so the main love story is between Reba and John Schneider. However, they have the secondary love story between their daughter, Candace, and this army guy who has a crush on her and knew her in high school. Which I'm like fine with, but also... This guy did not look like your normal lead, which no. is fine, but he, I don't know. He looked kind of, I don't know. He just didn't fit what we normally see, which I suppose is a step in the right direction. And then he did the whole, and this wasn't his fault. This is the writer's fault. But then they did the whole thing where the girl's looking at something pretty and she's like beautiful or whatever. And the guy's like. Yeah, it is. And he's looking at her or something. But this scene was kind of creepy when he did it. I'm like, ooh, ooh, no. He kind of looked like a doll to me. His face was like, I don't know, he looked like a Ken doll to me. You know what? I could see that. I could see that. It's not that he was unattractive. It just... No, but his skin was perfect, which is not like a... That's not meant to be a diss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But it was, like, so perfectly smooth, so perfectly, and he had these really accentuated cheekbones, you know, Mm. and his eyes were kind of big, all of which is not, it wasn't like he was ugly, it just, it was was like he looked, like, perfectly like a a Ken doll. Yeah. To me. It just threw me off. I don't know what it was, but it threw me off. So, that was kind of- You want to know what threw me off? What? Those two people singing Jingle Bells. Why on earth would you sing Jingle Bells so freaking de- depressing? <laughs> it's it's called artistry. <laughs> They're making it their own. Jingle Bells. <laughs> jingle Bells. I actually I meant mean, to look up to see if that duo was really like real uh, a band or something. 
or just actors in this movie? They should have gotten the girl from that other movie. What was that movie? (laughs) Are you talking about Lauren Elena? No. Oh. The one from this season. Oh. Where the girl. With um, getting a recording contract. That one. Yes. I know who you're talking about. That girl could have sung anything and I would have listened to her. One December night. I bet her Jingle Bells would have been really amazing. Yeah. She would have been really good. Speaking of the singing, I don't know if John Schneider was actually singing. Maybe he is. Maybe he can sing. I don't know. But his he does this howl during their song rehearsal that was so funny. <laughs> like his banter with Reba, uh-huh. they were so hilarious. Like her expressions when he would do something just like ridiculous. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and I was just like, they're so cute. Yeah. Um, I did like I did like the howl because she was not expecting it, and then she'd jump a little bit mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I did write though, um, specifically when they got to the scene at the table where he's cooked this meal and they're bickering and everybody gets up and leaves. Mm-hmm. I was like, getting to the point that they're bickering was becoming too much because they were literally bickering about every single thing. Well, I think that's when it started to change for them though, because they're like, were we always like this? Because they understood that they were starting to get annoying and then they started toning yeah. it down but i i did i wasn't getting that annoyed by it because i thought it was funny uh i did write down an inappropriate quote that we would never hear on hallmark oh what was that so john and reba are at the toy store searching or buying toys for kids in need and she makes a comment about him being good with his hands oh yeah and he he says something else to her and she's like not in front of the children's toys (laughs) i was like that was funny that was that was hilarious and inappropriate and i loved it the line that i really liked which they delivered several times because one a couple times in practice and then actually on the stage where he says fancy meeting you here Mm, yeah song placement the other quote that I had was where the the Ken doll he um said to he said to Candace Christmas tree in position and ready for ornament deployment oh that was funny that was cute I have one sincere quote and it's from the end okay and it's when John says to Reba you don't rehearse apologies. They come from the heart. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's a good line. Because they were. he just stopped their show. And she's like, we didn't rehearse this, you know. And he just, in front of everyone, apologized for his past mistakes and admitted his love. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I love this. <laughs> that was very sweet. Although, you know, I don't love front public things. Yeah. But I do want to know how... Does she have the engagement ring on and nobody noticed that she had the engagement ring on? I wondered the same thing. Was she just holding it in her hand? Maybe. If When I rewatch it, I'll have to pay better attention to that. Because it's a big ring. You don't. You wouldn't think you'd miss it. Oh, yeah. I loved that Ken gave Candace the uh, compass because she was talking about how she was given a compass because she always felt like she didn't have direction or... Like, I can't remember the storyline, but it was sweet. (laughs) Yeah, I liked the compass, too. And then when she said, I think it's broken. It's only pointing at you. And you could see how happy he was, like, that Mm -hmm. he got this girl that he'd clearly been crushing on since high school. And I have a feeling he might have been a nerdy little guy and she was kind of popular in school. 
So probably true. I just thought it was a sweet moment. Oh, come let us adore him is an underrated Christmas song. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, not heard enough. And it for singing, sure, I sing that song all the time. Really? Are we gonna get you to sing, Carrie? Oh, come That's the wrong song, dear. No, it's not. That song's called "Oh Come All Ye Faithful." But it says, "Oh come, let us adore him. Oh come, let us adore him. Oh come, let us adore him." Is that not what it was? Okay, but I thought you were gonna say that line. Now I'm confused. Well, I gotta get there. That's a really long way down. In this, <laughs> I'm not an artist. I cannot. I cannot just start in the middle of a song. Sorry, I was just confused because it was a different title. I think it is called. It's called Oh, oh Come, come, let us come All Ye Faithful. I googled it before we came on here. There might very well be two different songs. Oh Come Let Us it Adore says, Him and Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Oh Come All Ye Faithful, Joyful and Triumphant. Oh Come All Ye, O Come Ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of Angels. Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Christ is Christ the Lord. Yeah, but that's not the title. It says Hillsong, Oh Come Let Us Adore Him. Oh, I've never, I've never seen that as the title. Every other person calls Danny it. Danny Gokey, oh, come, let us adore him. Jordan Smith, oh, come, in parentheses, let us adore. All right, now I'm going oh, to come, let in. us adore him. Amanda Cook. Now I'm going to type in, oh, come, all ye faithful. It, maybe it has two names. What in the heavens above? It does, like, there is, oh, come, all ye faithful, oh, come, all ye faithful. I just, I got it. This is very odd. I'm going to have to listen to both these songs. Because why do they have two different names? And like, Elevation Worship, Oh Come All Ye Faithful. No, there's a lot more famous people who call it that. Maybe it just has two names that it can be known by. This is just, Oh Come, Oh. For a second, I was like, there's a third one. Oh Come, Oh Come, Emmanuel. But no, that is a different song. That is a different song. <laughs> that is a different song. <laughs> All right. Oh Come, Emmanuel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this out because I have not seen that as the title before. Speaking of music, I liked the Spotify product placement. Didn't see it. But you don't use Spotify that much, do you? I feel like you use um, something else. I've started to use it. I used to use the Apple Music, but I quit paying for it. And then hmm. you can't even use it if you don't pay for it. Which makes sense. <laughs> so I've had to go to Spotify. Hmm. But you don't pay for Spotify, though, either, right? No, but I have to listen to stupid commercials. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway, that was a long tangent. Do you have anything else to say before we rate? No, the last two things I have can fit into ratings. Okay. For setting, I gave this one a five because I liked all the the stuff. I gave it a four. (laughs) Oh, man. You're going to, I guarantee you're going to be lower than me on all of these. For style, I gave it a five because I loved all of Reba's costumes and Candace looked nice, too. I gave it a three. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know. Why did you give it a three? I don't know. I mean, I liked Reba's outfits just fine, but I feel like that's just what Reba looks like. You know, and I've seen her in person, so obviously I know. Okay. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Storyline, I gave it a five. Oh my gosh, I gave it a three. Oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) I clearly was in somehow a a better mood than you. (laughs) I don't know. Because Christmas trees, I gave it a five too. Christmas trees, I did give it a five. All right, there we go. 
I felt like the storyline got knocked down from a four to me because I felt I was getting to the point where the bickering was going on too long. I see. It was too much for me. So that nicked it down a little bit for me. But the Christmas got fives because the very first thing that I wrote down was her studio and then the restaurant had the greatest Christmas decorations. I loved all the lights. I loved all the multiple trees. Mm -hmm. I loved it all. Yeah, it was very pretty. And then Christmas music. (laughs) There's a lot of that. I loved all the singing because, you know, I love these music ones. So I was here for it. So this one was a love. Yep, I gave it a love also. Woohoo! We are like on a roll this weekend. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. We'll see. You just don't <laughs> like this next movie. I know I'm, it. I'm really weird I today. I'm really weird. All right. So the last movie we're going to cover is for Lifetime, Miracle in Motor City with Tia Mori Hardrick and Mark Taylor and Smokey Robinson. So Amber, which is Tia's character, says that she's going to get Smokey for her church's Christmas pageant. And this whole movie is about her trying to get him while reconnecting with her ex while fostering a child. And I really like this movie. It was fine. Oh, Carrie. Do you not have a lot to say about it? I don't. I really liked the friends, though. Like, at the beginning, when he calls Eddie and says... Hey, can you get Smokey Robinson? And then he gets off the phone and I guess his wife says, did you get him to come here? And he's like, no, he's just going to get, I got him to call to try to get Smokey. And she's like, no, she needs to be here. You need to get him here. I like that too. Uh, I recognize that girl. I am 90% sure she used to be on Deal or No Deal as one of the models holding a case. And she's like the only model I could remember from that show besides Meghan Markle. I was going to say Meghan Markle was on there. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. You say your things. Maybe my stuff will fit into your things. Okay. I thought it was very sweet when she, when the foster daughter made him the stocking and he was like almost crying. Mm, That was really sweet. She was a cute kid. She was a really cute kid. I liked her. I really did like, I could say this in storyline, I marked it up because I liked the foster to adopt storyline mm-hmm. a lot. It's one that I don't think that they they do a lot, but do enough. They did it in my favorite Candace Cameron Bure movie on Hallmark, Christmas Town. That is true, Christmas Town. Mm-hmm. I like the religious parts at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they said, but I know I liked it. <laughs> I uh, teared up when Smokey showed up. Mm-hmm. So did I. But I did have the question. And I think it might be because I missed something at the beginning. Because I was trying to start this while I was working. And then I had to go to a meeting. So I had to stop it. And then, So I, I kind of didn't catch everything at the beginning. But because we needed to record this, I had to get it done. Mm-hmm. So why was Smokey the person... Like It was like from the beginning, absolutely had to get Smokey. Nobody else... Was there a storyline around that? Well, it's because like he's one of her favorite people and she really connects with his songs. But also because someone did ask that in the movie. And I think it also had to do with like, I'm pretty sure he helped connect her and the guy. Like maybe one of his songs was their songs or something. Oh, they did say that at one point in 
in the movie. I do remember that, but I just didn't know why. I don't know that I would have gotten stuck on like, we have to get this one person if I don't actually have a connection to that one person. That was why they picked Smokey. They just liked him. Okay. Sounds good. Is that all your... That's all the comments that I wrote down. Okay. So my comments were, first, that I thought it was funny how... So in the movie 17 again, which is years old, Mark Taylor was in it with Tia and her sister Tamara. But in that movie, he was romantically paired up with Tamara. And in this movie, he's with Tia. I just thought that was funny. Like, he switched sisters. That is funny. It's random. And then... And there was a picture from that time on the mantle. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that was Tamara in the picture. Because it didn't look like Tia. It looked like Tamara. And I know they're, like, okay. identical twins, but <laughs> I could tell them apart. You could... It's easy to... To me, it's easy to tell them apart. But I felt like that was Tamara. Anywho, the next comment was, Tia says that she sings off-key. Because they were joking. I'm like, Tia can sing. She's in the Mistletones. Like my favorite Christmas movie. She does not sing off key. So I was upset that they gave her that trait. And so she didn't actually sing in this movie. And then Mark Taylor, who's supposed to be the singer. I didn't think he had a great voice. Like he sang Noel in the church. And I was like, what is this? That's what I thought. I was like, this is not. He said, I must have done it so good. I impressed the prettiest girl in school. And then he started singing. And I was like, this is what impressed her. I know. I thought that was a sweet line. And then I heard him sing. And I was like, uh, no. Didn't didn't care for that at no, all. That wasn't. Sorry, Mark. That wasn't great. Uh, I thought it was funny. So you noticed all the uses of fancy in the Reba movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, motioning to her song. But they had a line in this movie. Where he's like, I second that emotion, which is a Smokey Robinson song. And I was like, oh, oh, I love that song. I love that line. I'm curious to know if they had other songs by him in the movie that I just didn't recognize their titles. But I recognize that one. And then, let's see. The, the rest of the comments are all about the end. Because I got teary at her video to Smokey. I got teary at... What they were saying in the church. I got teary with Smokey's entrance singing Silent Night. Uh, there was a quote where he said, love is an action word. Don't hold on to it. Waiting for the right person. Deliver it now. I just. That was sweet. Yeah. I just love this whole storyline about. And it goes back to her wanting to adopt, but waiting. Because you always are waiting for like the right person or whatever to come along or the right situation. Instead of just moving forward and doing what you want to do or living your life or, you know, loving somebody. And I just really felt that and I appreciated the storyline. So I was all up in my feelings watching this (laughs) today. I definitely connected more to the end of the movie than I thought I would with the way it started. Because I thought it could have been because I broke it up that I felt like the beginning was kind of slow and I didn't feel super connected to any of the characters except for probably the guy friend who I just thought was funny. Mm -hmm. But I was like not super connected. I liked the little girl too. I kind of was connected to her, but I did end up liking the end a lot more and I was more emotionally connected to the end than I thought 
I would be from the first half. Yeah. It was a good ending just with how everything came together. I liked her. I just liked everybody in the movie. And again, there was a lot of music and I love Motown music. So yeah, let's just get to ratings because. Okay. Yeah. I think that's all we have to say about it since you obviously did not feel as much as I did feeling this. (laughs) (laughs) So for setting, I gave it a four. I gave it a four too. I liked that they went to all the different Motown places. Me too. But that's the reason I I put it up to four. <laughs> the rest I was like, eh. Yeah, because, I mean, Detroit is not the prettiest place. But <laughs> but because of all the music history, it it gets bumped. Because it's really, really cool to see where people recorded things and learning. It was, like, educational as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Style, I also gave it a four because I just love everything Tia wears, too. I really liked, there were two things that stood out to me that I thought looked really nice. Uh, the, the outfit where she was wearing the hat. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like hats in these situations make outfits stand out so much more because people hardly ever wear hats. And I'm not talking about like a beanie kind of like keeping my head warm. Well, and I feel like we don't normally see women in that kind of hat. It's like a guy's like I agree. golf cap type thing. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. I don't know what it's called either. I liked that outfit, and then I liked the outfit, the red lace dress she was wearing at the end. Mm-hmm. It was very pretty. Yeah. And Mark looked nice, too, but, you know, he's the guy, so <laughs> <laughs> nothing too special. And then Christmas trees, I gave it a five. You skipped over storyline. Oh, whoops. My bad. Maybe it's because storyline, I gave it a five, too. I gave it a four for storyline. Oh, Carrie, you're killing me. Hey, I'm surprised you're not like, wow, these are higher than I would have thought based upon what you've said so far. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Uh, Christmas trees, I did give it three, though. Dang. I didn't feel super Christmassy. Man, girl. This one was more like like less traditionally um, commercial Christmassy, too. It was like leaning heavily religious Christmassy. He still gave yeah. Jesus a three. For shame. I didn't give Jesus a three. Jesus is like a 10 every day of the week, okay? <laughs> so I gave this a love, but I'm guessing you didn't. No, I mean, I would put it, if I had to pick on, I was thinking of the scale, the sliding scale. It'd be right below the middle. So I went nonsense, but it's not like nonsense like I hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. This was a good weekend for movies. I agree, and I'm afraid it's downhill from here. <laughs> That's what you said last time, too. I know, when we were doing the preview mm-hmm. for... we When we did the preview for this week, I was like, ugh. Because I don't, I don't think I'm super excited about the movies that are previewing this week. Well, better get excited. I had a hard time picking a movie to even that I wanted to talk about next week. So hopefully it surprises us. That'll be nice. Yeah. Cause I feel like we were kind of surprised this weekend. Like we expected these to be good as far as, you know, the Tyler Hines and Reba kind of things, Mm -hmm. but it still was a nice surprise knowing like, Oh, it actually was good. Cause sometimes, you know how I save my, the movies I think are going to be best for last. And then it fails I'm like, oh, yep. dang, I was looking forward to this, and it let me down. So before 
before we get off, we have to. What are your what's your scores for the movies that you've seen, best to worst, for just this weekend? Yeah, just this weekend. Okay, so the best movie for this weekend, I'm gonna go with Nine Kittens. Me too. And then, I think we actually went in the correct order: An Unexpected Christmas, then Reba. That's probably what I would put next. Yep. And then this Motor Christmas one, Motor City one. Yep. I agree with that. And then I would also say I have also watched. What did I also watch? Time for them to come home for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Below M- Miracle in Motor City, and that's encouraging. Christmas at Ca- Christmas at Castle Heart. Okay, was that one funny? Because didn't Paul Campbell have a hand in that too? He co-wrote that one, and people said it was really funny. There were parts that were funny. I had I took really I really took issue with the sister. I didn't love the way the sister's character was written. She was kind of like this. She was the character who has no concern for like what needs to happen and just kind of like fly by the seat of the pants and like gets her to lie that they are event planners so that they can plan this event Hmm. and and then it's like Lacey's character was always the one who had to be the responsible one and I have (laughs) I think I don't like this because I'm always the person who feels like they need to be the responsible one (laughs) same I'm like always the adult, so I didn't love the char- the sister's character. Towards the end, she got better, but I just was like, uh, I don't know. But it was cute. I would put it somewhere around Miracle in Motor City. I don't know if it would go above or if it would go below. So did the leading somewhere. guy win you over? No. Because I know there were issues there. No. The thing that won me over is... They went to go, there were two things. One, they went to go find their Irish history because they found out that their dad was adopted and they found this record that said he was from Ireland. Hmm. And so that's why they went to Ireland and his they, he had died before he got a chance to go to find out. You know, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that was one thing. But then the thing that won me over is that the sister bonded with the duchess Mm. who was like kind of like stuck up at the beginning but by the end of it she was great (laughs) she so i really liked the duchess's (laughs) character and so those two things i think won me over for the whole thing okay well that's good to know i i don't know if i'll be watching that one if i'm gonna watch a castle one it might be the Netflix one that everyone's talking about with Brooke Shields and the guy from The Princess Bride. Haven't heard of this. I thought what? you were going to say Princess Wit. <laughs> How are you missing all of this, Carrie? I don't have Netflix right now. Oh, okay, that's why you're missing it. Yep. All right. Well, and I want to watch Princess Switch 3, but I haven't I don't have Netflix right now, so. Well, you know. <sighs> I don't know if I can bring myself to watch that yet. I don't know when it'll happen because it's just a little too wild for me. Like, honestly. Yeah. And if I could see that, I mean, if there gets to be a fourth one next year, I, I, I may riot. Just stop with the princess. I don't know that they can do it. If you know, what if they have another person? No, no. If they love Vanessa Hudgens, which I like her just fine. 
have a sequel to her Night at Christmas movie from like two years ago. Do that one. That was so funny. Yeah. Have a sequel to that one, which you could do a lot with. And I think I think there was the the ending actually made it look like there could be a sequel. So that's our two cents Netflix. What if his brother came to the future? Mm hmm. That'd be interesting. From being a knight. I'd watch that. That would be fun. All right. And then they wrote it so that his true love is his brother, and it's this brotherly bond vampire diaries kind of thing. Okay, Miss Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) If you said you'd never seen Frozen and didn't know what I was referencing, I was like, I'll reach through this microphone and shake you. I've only seen parts of Frozen. You've only seen parts of Frozen? Yeah. Do you still understand what I'm saying? Did you see the end of Frozen? I don't know. But I do know <laughs> that a lot of it was about their bond. I do know that that was like Her true the, the yeah. main was thing. The sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I did know that that was like the point because she, Elsa didn't have a love interest, but it was not, um, Anna was not really, it was, Anna and him were kind of the side story mm-hmm. to the sister story. Oh, Carrie. It's okay. I know. I forget. You're in, you're in a different time of life than I am. Are you? Are you? What are you trying to say here? <laughs> I think it might be time to end this podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next episode, which is a preview episode. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> so subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes release and if you're on apple podcast we'd love it if you leave us a review apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media yes follow us on facebook and instagram at love and nonsense podcast talk to you later bye